2: the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm DJ Envy.
1: And I go by the name of Charlamagne Tha God with the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. And
2: currently, we are on vacation.
1: Man, totally disconnected. Yes. We're not even really here. You think you're listening to us, but we're not.
2: Well, we are not. We're here in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be playing uh, some of our top interviews and some throwbacks. So, keep it locked. Red is going to be running the boards. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs>
1: your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed <laughs> so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's
6: this hi denicia hey, Peace, denicia. denicia how y'all doing how you doing good look i don't even want to be up here long i'm on my way to work and i wanted to say my poem this morning oh, oh yeah, let's hear it why did you say that it's entitled remodeling my home
1: <laughs> okay okay i like this i like Let's where go. this could be going i need you to have more enthusiasm no, sell, me, sell, me, sell me sell me
6: sell it sell, it, I sell us it. i got it honey go okay i had to divorce depression Said goodbye the pain beat up confusion and kicked out the range stress tried to stay complaining everything but i said don't look at me again don't even say hey Anxiety kept trying to get back in along with this company called Sin and Gloom thought she still had a room. But I cleaned them all out with the biggest broom. I heard a knock at the door. It didn't sound the same. I just knew it was lie coming back to play more games. But when I opened the door, P stood there with ease and comfort followed. Oh, I was so pleased. Power called and said he was on the way. And Joy sent me a card. I got it on Tuesday. Love. Yet it was delayed Was the only one that prayed
9: Mm.
6: Race pulled up in the finest car Healing my heart of the deepest scar Friendship came running Put her arms around my neck Her brother came too His name was Respect Mercy was so kind, helping me remodel my home. Got rid of all the trash. Now the ugliness is gone. Hey, hey, I like that. I like that. That was
9: really I'm not dope.
6: Gonna lie. I dig that.
1: I dig that. That, that
6: was right, amazing. Right, right. I dig I that. that. I finally got
10: y'all. I'm so happy. Where can people I hear or see some more of your poetry? Well, my my
6: book's on Amazon. Okay. What's the name so of it?
10: Hey give it. us more.
6: It's it's entitled The Reaper. The okay. Reaper.
2: Hello, who's this? What's the deal, baby? This is Marv
1: McCarty Amar, what's up? Get it off your chest. That ain't bro. your real name. Your last name Bacardi. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're a liar. Why is that? Your last name is actually Bacardi, like the drink. Yes. No. Not Bacardi. McCarty. Oh, McCarty. Okay, got you. All right, McCarty. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Get it off your chest, man. All right, what's the deal, man? I wanted to just give a shout out, man. I'm married to love my life this weekend. Hey Congratulations, King. Thank you, sir. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I want to shout-out Keola McCarty, the new Miss McCarty.
10: Yay.
1: And I just want to say I love her. Okay. Right. shout-out to the Breakfast Club, Angela Lee, Angela Lee D.J. Charlamagne Tha God. Well, congratulations,
2: sense. brother, and have a good one. Hello, who's this? This is Romero. Romero, what up? Get it off
6: your chest. Man, I'm a little hot, man. I've been trying to get into this real estate game, and they're not making it easy for a brother at all. Man, I bought my first property, renovated it got it off the ground man and now i'm trying to buy another one and these prices is crazy right now same properties that was ninety thousand 000 is going for like 180 000 man for 600 square feet it's yeah. i
2: mean that's that's what this this whole pandemic did i mean a lot of people with the interest rates so low a lot of people are buying houses and inventories down so people are raising the prices like crazy
6: man i don't know how they expect somebody to get in the game it, with, with these kind of prices man it's, it's stupid man
2: it's very difficult
6: well, I don't know man. I, I appreciate y'all though, man Thanks for taking my call I'm glad to get it off my chest Yeah, there wasn't gonna be No uh,
1: positive advice for that one It not. is what it is not. When the when prices is what they are They are what they are Hello, who's this? Oh, this is Marion Johnson What's up, brother? What's get up, Marion Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> so you remember me, man Cocktail party, man Whoa
0: Ooh, Okay Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Tell him what yeah, yeah, right.
1: yeah, I was just He just said his, his name my
9: list,
1: here. <laughs> mm-hmm. y'all, y'all remember the male dancer? The nope. Male dancer? <laughs>
9: yeah,
1: remember I was talking about the book about the male dancers cocktail party. No, nah, <laughs> I don't quite to... remember. Mm-hmm. Y'all was talking about a uh, male dancer, a uh, guy, a guy, his girl went to the um, strip joint, and I mean, I, I had a house party, and if, uh, what would you, what would you think about that? Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I' starting to come back to me now. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to throw the link out there. It's on ASAPublishingcom- uh, Corporation dot com slash Marin Johnson. It's M E R I N Johnson, or you go to Amazon and um, buy Marion Johnson.
6: Okay. Thank
1: you, Marion Johnson. That's a good last name you got for a male stripper. You... Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 my stripper name was Black Cat. Okay. Should have been Black Johnson.
10: Black Cat. <laughs> Why was it Black Cat? Were you like walking across the stage like a black cat?
1: That's right. That's right, shaking everything.
2: Shaking
9: everything.
2: Okay, shaking everything.
1: There you go. okay right. black
9: cat. <laughs> you have a good uh, one. Uh, <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good
1: morning. The Breakfast Club. It's <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
11: Hello, who's this? Uh, this is baby calling from Indianapolis. Oh my gosh! Good morning, DJ Emmy, Angela Yee, Charlotte May. Oh my gosh. Oh, my hey, good morning. <laughs> oh my god! Can I fan grab this sh? Right quick? like it's really really
2: fast.
11: Can you? Work? I see a fan girl this sh like really really fast. Stop cursing I miss- with that. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Why are you hell like you talking to your daughter, bro? Stop cursing. She radio. You said like? it so hard. You said it's so aggressive. Like a daddy. <laughs>
11: <laughs> oh, I listen to y'all every day. I right, I am so tired of these DoorDash customers not tipping. At least tip like five dollars. They're hey. driving like they're driving like t- twenty five minutes for an order, and come to find out, they only tipping two dollars. Do at least five. Now gas is too hot. Seriously, gas. I do twenty. Is too I do twenty percent. Man, I'm trying to tell you. Like yesterday, I had an order that was like thirty minutes away. And mind you, the order said it was like $9 and at first. I was like, eh, I guess I'll take it. Come to find out, drive all the way up there, the customer only tips $3. So please do. Now, 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 that is 20%. The,
2: listen to what Yee just said, though. You know, the order was $10. Yee said she tips 20%, which would have been $2. The customer gave you 30%, $3. So what would you expect the customer to tip on a, on a $10 order?
11: I just, well, on a $10 order, we tip 5 at least five. So sometimes five. I okay. DoorDash, for five dollars. I'm gonna like go get it myself.
2: $2. Five dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna go get it. Oh, you know
11: what? The, I would never order anything on Doordash
10: for ten dollars. <laughs> D- some people. Do I didn't think like, they deliver for ten yeah, dollars. Yes, they do. I never my, would my do son, that because there's also like a processing the fee. There's a processing fee on top of that, right? Nah, cuz you really remember? They charge you just. Yeah, I'm a member. If you remember they don't charge that? It. That gets rid of the delivery fee, but there's still a processing fee and all of that.
2: Yeah, now my It's son, not he, just he a delivers, flat. What it would cost He delivers well, one all right. meal all the time. Well, Chipotle, shake I just want to give a all shout
11: all. out, right quick because I just want to give a shout out to my friend Nicholas in Georgia, and a shout out to my husband who's in jail right now, but he gets to listen to y'all. You guys have a great day and stay safe.
2: Nobody will do, Queen. Right, you too.
10: Hello,
11: who's this? Yo,
10: this is Caesar.
2: Hey, what's up, bro? Get oh, off you your too. chest. Hey Caesar. Uh, I meant to use an anonymous name. Hey everybody. Too late. Oh my goodness.
10: Charlemagne.
2: Peace, M. peace. Oh,
10: do you want to change your name now? Um, yeah,
6: man. I just need to get off my chest real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, of you because I don't like when Charlemagne and Envy do that to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let me get off my chest. Um, I don't like when people be trying to take. I don't like when other people be trying to take other people back and still hold like a like a like a brush against it you know like for example if a dude keeps on a girl Uh-oh. and he like i forgive you i take you back but like months weeks years down the road you still like throwing it back in my face that's like come on now so God, this just I'm happened like, you doing, you this
10: know? just happened to you caesar
6: uh, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but this, this, is like, this is like some long ago type stuff, you know, but so I'm talking about like even nowadays, you know, like I see my partners go through it, vice versa. I see females go through it with guys. It's like, hey, don't right. take them back if you're not going to 100% forgive them, you know? Well, I,
10: I would say that, that sometimes stuff. things trigger you, you know, so you might have forgiven somebody, but that doesn't mean that you completely forget it. And so there might be certain times when you fall back into some old habits. It takes a long time to build up that trust. So it's an effort on both people's parts, though. I do agree. You can't just keep on beating somebody up after you said, let's work on it. But every now and then, you know, you don't intend for it to happen, but you get a little mad.
6: (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. We are human. We get trying to, you know, live our best lives out here. I feel you. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you,
2: bro. Good luck, man. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club.
2: Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than 8 assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with Code Breakfast. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with Code Breakfast. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick Six credits. Non withdrawable and valid for Pick Six use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick Six not available in all states. For up to date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos.
0: Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher
7: risk
5: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
7: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia
3: vaccine. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls,
4: Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now, Kalani. Hi. There you go. Hey, Kalani. Welcome. Peace, peace,
10: peace. Her first time on the Breakfast Club. This is amazing. Oh, I know. Why are you
2: look so nervous? You're like, Don't look nervous. We're good people. We're nice people.
12: Sure. I just never did it before.
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's important because you have the album. It was good until it wasn't. So we had to make sure that we got you on. So you announced that you were putting out this album on your birthday. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thanks. I
12: appreciate
10: it. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing just mentally right now? Physically? We know coronavirus. There's a lot going on. Are you good? Is your family good?
12: I'm good, yeah, I have a one- year old. She just learned how to walk on her like, around her birthday, which was in March. Um, so just trying to like finish up on my house and do all the um, kind of the things that I would normally be doing outside like you know these press runs or music videos or things like that. doing it from inside my house has been has been a challenge but it's been super fun. so I'm good.
9: How
1: did you, how did your child help you evolve? How did your your one-year- old help you evolve as a as a human?
12: Um, She's made me super patient and I think that she also makes me kind of be able to stay grounded in situations where I would normally like get really anxious or get nervous or just kind of like feel like things are getting to be coming too much. You just look at this tiny human and just realize she has no idea what's going on and He's like, okay, let me get on your level and just relax.
2: How will you stay insane during all this? Because you can't leave. It's not like you would be like, you know what, I'm going a, I'm a to leave for a little bit. There's no leaving for a little bit.
12: I have a, I have a gratitude list that I literally run through. It's like a, a anxiety combating thing that I do with myself where I'll run through literally like head to toe the things that I'm grateful for from having, you know, 10 toes on my feet to like air on top of my head and it, and right. just my eyes working and things like that. So every time I'm anxious, I just do that and I'm fine. So Good.
1: You know, Kalani, I deal with anxiety too. But I'm gonna tell you something: you got a one-year-old now, so enjoy it. Because when they get older and they start going to school, your parental paranoia is gonna go through the roof. Ooh,
12: I mean, I, I feel that. I have. I'm the oldest of five siblings, so I kind of like already experienced that to a like a small degree. I know it's nothing compared to me having like my own child, but to some extent, I know how that felt. Just like. When my little siblings started like getting out the house and going and doing, yeah.
10: So. And California is opening back up and everything. So, what are your th- what are your thoughts on that? Because they are saying Friday certain things will be open up. We know the parks are open. Like, when do you when are you gonna feel like okay, I can go to the park?
12: I'm not going outside. Smart. I just smart. <laughs> I that, um, I don't think that everybody rushing outside at the same time is smart. So I'm gonna just wait it out and just give myself more time, and I have a daughter to think about. At the end of the day, so you know.
2: You know, uh, recently, you know, I know that you, Kamaya, and Keisha Cole did a record, and it was a, some, a misunderstanding with that record. What happened with that record? What was the situation?
12: Well, me and Kamaya did a joint project, and mm-hmm. we had completed everything for the project. It was a really long, kind of exhausting, like situation. I had pushed my album back for the project, but we had got it done. And when it got to, like, the final decisions, we just weren't agreeing on certain decisions, and I got kind of tired of being talked to very, very, very aggressively. So I just withdrew kind of quietly, and I think that that was kind of confusing. I'm not sure. I put a snippet up of the song that had Keisha Cole on it on social media maybe just months, like months before the project was ever even supposed to come out, just to kind of, like, get some energy towards it. I had let the snippet go quiet. The fans brought the snippet back up. Like after the project already wasn't a thing, the fans brought the send it back up and made it this like huge viral thing, which I don't even know how that came about. And I quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, do y'all want this? Prove it." And then they went crazy again. Reached out to Keisha. Keisha was still down to be on it. She tried to speak to Kamaya. They fell out because of that. Kamaya basically felt like if she wasn't on it, then the song shouldn't be out. But I wrote that song in the span of us doing our project, and I even tried to reach out. During the process, like, hey, I know you didn't write on this song. You only wrote your verse, but I still want to do good business because we did it in, this, in our sessions that were for just us together. So I still like to give you publishing. I still like to do, like, the proper business behind it. I got a really negative response, a really aggressive, like, violent response. So I just stepped away further, stepped away quietly like I did before, and I put the song out, and things just accumulated after that. Like, just the response accumulated every single time. Even, you know, when this was brought into the public very recently, I just responded how I responded in private, which was if you want to have an adult conversation about it, if you want to have a conversation about it, I'm not tripping. And it just kept getting met with this just like aggression and just at some point I decided to let it go. You know, Mm. right. All right. We have more with
2: Kalani. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Taking you back. Back with the classic Rewind.
1: It's The Breakfast Club.
2: I
4: thought this was a podcast.
1: The Breakfast Club. If you miss The Breakfast Club, you don't come from my world. It's dangerous. Check out this rewind. Morning,
2: everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kalani Yee.
10: Kalani, for you moving forward, right? You think you would want to be in an open relationship because that's something that you discuss. So is that something you feel like
12: that's what you can envision? Well, I mean, to be honest, it kind of, the last one was kind of open, and I think that's what the big deal was about the situation that had happened was because I did give the space for communication and it to be open, and it wasn't kind of honored, which kind of made it worse when you're like, hey, I low key am saying, and you know, she can go down. Um, as long as everything's communicated and everyone's adult, because I know how I know how this life is, and I'm not really a big tripper off, off of most things in general. Um, mm-hmm.
2: You wasn't mad at change, and you was mad at the communication. There was no communication.
12: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of lies and a lot of covering up, and it was that's what I'm saying. When it was like deep and it was like intricate, it wasn't like a simple like I found out the basics of something. It was deep and it was intricate, and it was like a big weaving of something that turned into something else mm-hmm. that just like. That's why I never spoke up on the outside the club thing because that wasn't something right. that mattered to me. That wasn't mm-hmm. a rule breaking situation. I was like, I just don't feel like getting online and deeply explaining that that is not a situation that matters to me. Then I got to deal with everybody, you know, coming at my mentality about an open relationship. So, gotcha. Okay, could you got could it. you
1: define could you define what open is? Because I'm old, I need to know what open means. <laughs>
12: I mean, I think it's whatever boundaries you guys set with each other. If you decide to, like, what matters to you? It's like, you, if, if it doesn't matter to you if you can date other people, that doesn't matter to me. It, it's really, it's like each one of those relationships has to be set by each little rule with the two people. Like, it's not like right. a formula for an open relationship. Like, you know, you have to go through each individual step with those things. So I personally can't define an open relationship for anybody else. So for what you though, yourself? if
1: I if I if, if, so for you, if I if I fuck somebody else when I'm with you, is that an open? Is that part of your open relationship checklist?
12: I think yeah, I think it depends on what type of sexual relationship that you're having outside of mine. I'm very 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 uh, big on sexual safety and sexual health mm-hmm. I'm and very honesty. Big on Honesty. I'm very big on communicating it thoroughly and all parties involved, giving consent for it and being in the know of what's going on. Like if there's three parties and, you know, there's three people being sexually active with each other, they need to be on full, fully the same page. They need to all be fully on the same page health wise. Right. All of these things. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, honesty, everybody being on the same page, everybody being 100 percent in the know, nobody mm-hmm. being left out. And that's that. And so it was okay for
10: you to see other people as well though Because sometimes for guys an open relationship is them doing them But you not
12: Yeah he wasn't super down But I also wasn't <laughs> interested Like he, just, he was like I don't like the idea of that But if it comes up He was like very like He just I don't know how to explain it He, You know he's, he was a guy so if it comes up, but it never came up because I just wasn't interested. I'm so busy with my daughter making an album and with the relationship that I did have, it just wasn't it wasn't a thing for me.
10: Would he mind you being
12: with other women? Um, yeah, because honestly he wasn't um he doesn't have this weird kind of like masculine awkward look at like sexual or, or or romantic relationships with women like he wasn't like it's a girl so it don't matter he was like no you really like girls <laughs> you can really fall in love with girls so like yep. I don't need you going and fall in love falling in love with I don't girls. blame him
2: yep a girl could do yeah. a girls could do a lot of other things that I, I don't know how to do she could eat, eat better than I can she could do a lot of
1: no I, I get it I, I think it's more so the I think it's more so the emotional connection he was scared of because I'm That's thinking it. you yeah. I'm thinking you saw some text messages from YG and those text messages were a little bit too emotionally connected. Whoever he was reaching out to, they was a little bit too emotionally connected for your liking.
12: They were just. They were just- Intricate and strategic and dishonest. I, w- I wouldn't even say they were extremely deep. They were just, they were just, it, it showed me it showed me a side that I didn't want to see.
1: You wait till I see YG. How you f*** up an open relationship, YG? <laughs>
10: Well, yeah. Kalani, I can't wait till we get you in person. Yeah. Now, you know, we all comfortable with each other, so and I want to talk more when that, you know, the album's out right now, so make sure you guys get it. I think for anybody going through whatever they're going through, there's a song for you on this album that you can relate to, and I think that's what makes it such an important piece of work. So, congratulations. Yes, congrats.
2: Thanks for joining us this yeah. morning. <laughs> all righty. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. It's Kalani taking you back right back with the classic Rewind. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. I thought this
4: was a podcast.
1: It's topic time.
4: Oh Pick up the phone, baby.
1: Call 800 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Let's
6: talk about it. Morning,
2: everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, a, a story we reported during. Our front page news about a pastor in Brooklyn. You want to break it down, ye?
10: Yeah, Bishop Lamar Whitehead. He was in the middle of a sermon. It was live streaming when three mass gunmen broke in with their guns and stole $400,000 worth of jewelry from him and his wife. Maybe from some churchgoers, too. We don't know where all the jewelry came from. But he did have on some rings, a chain.
2: Right So when we reported The story earlier today People were like Well I mean why the hell Is he wearing $400,000 worth of jewelry In Brooklyn In the middle of recession With all the wolves out And people are starving Those people are right Uh, Me myself You know Yes It wouldn't be the smart decision to wear $400,000 worth of jewelry, but that's his right He works hard for it. He can wear whatever he want to wear, right? That's that's what life is about And they
1: can rob whoever they want to rob and they're gonna rob the people that they see out here And they're gonna rob the people who they see out here flossing and stunting the reality is if you're gonna spend $400,000 on uh, 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 Jewelry you should have security and that goes for any pastor That goes for anybody who wants to wear those kind of luxury things have security Protecting you that's it simple as that And um, I feel Like you know churches should have security Period we've seen enough mass shootings happen, happen in churches and places Of worship nowadays that things Like that you know should be prevented By having armed security in the churches anyway If you're going to spend that kind of money on your cars And that kind of money on your jewelry how about Spend on keeping your congregation safe
2: Yeah I, I get what you're saying but I Also feel like if that man That pastor works hard he can spend his money on whatever he wants to spend his money. You know what I mean? If he wants to, you know, have, who's, 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 have a, who's have a diamond crown and have, wear a diamond crown, he should be I, able to and not worry about getting robbed.
1: No, he, that's not That's not how this works, in me. That's how it should work. That's life. I don't care how it should. Ju- you're going you, you, you gonna, to you do things how they should or how things are. Well. Exactly. I don't want to pay taxes. We should not have to pay taxes because black people built this country for I free. Want you. Let's do but it. no, because I'm not going to jail. Uh, All right? I'm not going to have the IRS knocking make, at my door.
3: All right? For a
1: so, my point is yes, people should be able to wear what they want to wear without being robbed, but that's not the reality of the situation. So, if you're going to spend 400000 on some jewelry, spend three fifty on jewelry and 50000 on security. All right
10: i mean of course i would hope that something like that wouldn't happen it's like when somebody's driving a nice car and then they blame you for getting carjacked because why were you driving such a nice car yes yeah real so why i can't drive a nice car in this you know in this neighborhood so i get that and it's a shame that something like this had to happen me personally you know i live in brooklyn and i don't even own jewelry worth that much money and i mostly wear costume jewelry anyway
1: That's, you know what g you smart you, you telling that you giving out the right message this morning. So
10: that's okay. but that's just for me personally, but I would think in church you would hope that would be a safe haven, but unfortunately it's not. And you know I'm sorry that something like this had to happen to him. And like tra- he said, he just, his congregation is traumatized from this experience, and I feel like he's gotten a lot of press lately, and the way that they uh, the way that they talk about him in the media, oh the flashy. You know ha- And right. I think that's why He, he was, a target That's why he was targeted Because of how the media Has put him out there For things that have happened You know In the past You just so- told
1: Brooklyn Look man I know y'all hear me on the radio I know y'all know I got these businesses But there ain't nothing Over here ain't for y'all no to get bro.
10: All my money is in my businesses Like I'm still trying <laughs> To right. make we the money That's right We get yeah. it
1: yeah. We get it you. I got
10: on costume jewelry we Right now you I got you. I believe <laughs> you gonna be like, Look, my Not real gold earrings That
2: car I drive Ain't even a real car It's a fake car too Goodness, it's all plastic. These
1: people out here ruthless. They robbed Amy from Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. They heard about Amy winning all them goddamn prize winnings, and they robbed Amy, bro. Not Amy. Hello, who's this? Man, this the pre from Omaha Nebraska. What up, Angela Yee and hey. some man De Gandhi the envy. Peace,
13: Man, they was wrong for going in there robbing that, robbing that pastor like that in that church. But
2: my whole thing did they take four hundred thousand off the tur- uh, off the pastor, or was that just collectively the Jewelry. To... Well, we don't know. It sounds like he had jewelry, but if you really think about it, let's say the pastor bought himself a nice watch, right? Everybody's wearing a rich mill. He might, maybe he bought a rich mill watch. That watch <laughs> could be two, three hundred thousand right there. So it ain't a lot of jewelry. He just
10: got a watch on, and if yeah, his wife got one on, and an engagement ring. That's 400 Yeah, they took their rings and everything. Man,
1: y'all asking the wrong questions. How much they going to get for it in the street, man? What's that? That's the. <laughs> that's, it, that's how much they going to get in the street?
10: Stop it, man. Stop. How much they going to get? Uh, if it's a Richard Mill watch,
2: let's say, probably get about a uh, cash, by 80 70 that, But you know, link. you're
10: right. It could be their wedding bands, her wedding ring, and all of that, too. And sometimes people spend money on that stuff.
2: $800-585-1051. We're talking about the pastor who got robbed in Brooklyn while he was live streaming. They took it for his, his jewelry. They said 400 thousand dollars people are like oh well you shouldn't be wearing that in brooklyn anyway doing a, a live sermon during the recession but i feel like he work hard for it He should wear whatever he want to wear
1: man shut up no yes you can wear whatever you want to wear and people can rob whatever they want to rob the reality of the situation is don't wear nothing you can't protect and if you can't protect it yourself you better hire somebody to protect it for you all right breakfast club good morning the breakfast club
2: morning everybody it's J.N.V. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have some special guests in the building. Yee was hating. He turned her mic off. We have this <laughs> in
14: the yeah. I up, don't y'all? believe it. I don't believe it. What's up, everybody? How are y'all? Black,
1: black, Water. and highly favored.
14: <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs>
1: they are collectively the dead ass podcast.
2: That yes, yes, we are. Yes, sir. You know? yes, sir. You don't get the no analysis. more New York than that.
9: That's nah, I don't. We were I trying don't. to come up <laughs> with a <laughs> <the> name <laughs>
14: for the podcast, bro. Like, that. that's it. It had to be dead ass. What
2: inspired the podcast?
15: Yo, it, yo, it's funny, bro. Tell it's
14: story. We got mad stories. But. We, we do got mad <laughs> stories,
15: but it really is just like our life. Like mm-hmm. we, we just two kids from Brooklyn who hustle like everybody else. And I met my best friend when I was eighteen. My wife here, and we just live life together, grinding, taking chances with each other. And we wanted to just show people like this is how fun marriage can be, even though there's some tough times. But it's just fun. Let's talk about the real times. Like I will give you an example. When I first met my wife, this was in uh, 2002. We were at a banquet of our, our elementary school we was going to, and uh, Pam Oliver was hosting and Pam Oliver. She was reading down the list of accomplishments. The Val Ellis got a scholarship. The Hofstra aspires to play in the NFL. Uh, if you want to do that, you know you're gonna have to grow and gain more weight. And then she was like, <laughs> like with, like one of those cocky <laughs>, laughs. You know, you know like, <laughs> the reporter laughs. Like, it was real condescending, you know. And I was kind
14: of like, you're gonna you have fucking... to get your weight up. <laughs> yeah, I was like. It's... <laughs> No,
15: I'm doing and I'm like, I'm like, yo, she laughing at me, right? <laughs> so me and my wife wasn't together at that moment.
14: Right, that's the day we so met, though.
15: That's, that's the, the day, day we, we met. met. Yeah. So fast forward uh, four years. Now I get a trial with the Lions, make the team. My first home game starting was against the Jets. It all comes full circle. My family's in the stands, and the Jets, you know, they looked out for me. They got my wife down. At the time was my girlfriend. She got her on the down there on the on the stadium, and and she's on the field with my mom. And they're like, yo, your mom and your wife's down there. Tell her to take some pictures. Get up there. Right, so um, I'm down there. As soon as I come down, I see my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and she's like, yo, yo, you see that bitch Pamela was over there?
14: And I'm, this is four up. years later, and I'm like,
15: I'm, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I see I'm like, yeah, I see
14: it. I was like, you remember number 80?
15: Oh, you
1: press
14: Pamela? <laughs> Check did. this out. She I says did. to me, so she says to me,
15: <laughs> she says to me, I'm supposed to be returning punts. And she called me over. I'm like, she's she paying me over. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you going to go say something to her? I'm like, I can't. I'm about to play a game. She said, you don't got to because I already did. So I'm like, that's money. So, so this is in the middle of MetLife Stadium. Yep. Three pounds, bang, bang. Me and her body bump in the middle of MetLife Stadium right before a game. My coach is like, Deval, get your ass over here but it's just too Brooklyn like yep, we got I was so like, you many stories you
14: remember number 80 that you said needed to get his weight up that he would never make it to the NFL <laughs> he's, he's right, right over there, there.
9: Yeah. <laughs> <did she> say?
14: <laughs> and I gave her the laugh too what did she say and she was like no way
15: are ne- you kidding I me I
14: never said that I, did I say that yeah you
1: said that like, yeah, you what did? if she'd took her wig off yeah. and slapped you right? <laughs> <laughs> they have been in that brawling they'd, they'd, they'd <laughs> <Matt Light laughs> they have be been in that stadium brawling it have been a problem
15: and, and not for nothing though shout out to Pam Oliver because she's a pioneer in what she does she was being honest I was 5 I was 5'8 140 pounds be like... <coughs>
1: somebody Facts. Yeah, that's how off that though. You can give man. constructive criticism, but don't no just be like, you'll never. You'll oh, never. Uh, he did. Did. But, yeah, he does he that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't tell somebody they'll never be able to do something. Nice. I give if constructive criticism rap, and tell them, them the they make sure. tell them, Don't put your day job stop rapping. <laughs> but that's not, but that don't mean never. That just means like, look, constructive <laughs> <laughs> criticism is In like you might want to find something else to do.
10: I can respect that I can respect that. I
1: can respect that. I can respect that. Deval, you
10: said you booked two jobs and I heard on one of the podcasts you guys are talking about how the dynamics of your relationship have changed Let's talk about that because it is different now, right? Because Deval is gone for periods of time yeah. And you're not physically together So how has that changed your relationship?
15: Um, It's 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 kind of changed our relationship in, in a, a little bit I mean, we just came out of a pandemic where we couldn't do nothing So we was on each other all the time But I mean, the time to miss each other Kind of took us back To college In the league Because when I was in the league I'd be going for weeks I'd be going for months And during those times We really really Missed each other So when we came back It was fireworks Mm -hmm. Right Mm -hmm. I think we
14: need that Being together for 18 years uh, Almost 19 years Yeah we we definitely Needed a space So him being away Filming for a couple weeks At a time That gives me uh, Time to You know Rejuvenate the sexy And whatnot, And you know Rebuild that You know Wanting to see each other Mm -hmm. Like it's necessary When you've been with somebody For so long It's very necessary How long are you in the
1: league? Four years Okay okay So you, you don't You don't get the pension Yo
15: I missed it by three games Three, three games game. Three games Bro yeah. I learned I learned a lot about I learned a lot about Like Ownership And, and Finances Through the NFL bro mm-hmm. Like they find ways For example It's all about cheaper Younger talent Right So I played for the Lions For three years I got picked up by the Browns Got released And my agent told me Like yo it's gonna be Hard for you to get back Into the league And I was like What you mean He was like Whoever picks you up now is going to be responsible for your pension from now until you're done. So, for them, it's hey. like, I might as well just go get a rookie, pay them the league minimum, having to, rather than having to pay you a million dollars do the same thing. And from a business standpoint, I get it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? From a business standpoint, from an ownership standpoint, I get it. But from a player standpoint, I'm like, wow. this is jacked up. But um, that's what the CBA is always fighting for. You know, they're mm-hmm. always fighting to make sure players are taken care of. So, uh, at that point, I made a decision. I didn't want to play ball no more. I wanted to focus on TV film. My wife wasn't too happy about that at the time. She was like, what?
14: Like, I was like, you're she, about to do what? You about to, who leaves a bag on the table? To me, I felt like, all right, well, they don't want to play play you in the NFL. The Canada, I think, has some interest in him at the she's time. Trying Canada, so like, she's trying to send me to Canada. I was like, go to Canada. trying to send me to Canada. i was like, you in Detroit, you might as well just like go to Canada and play a year or two. Because to me, I, I kind of felt like he also did not, he wasn't able to live out his full potential playing in the NFL. So I feel like he still had more to prove. I cursed out t- Pam Oliver for you. I understand that you still that. had I, more to prove.
15: I understand that, but this was my thing, right? I also had a function and pain med addiction that playing football mm. kind of that was dangerous for me because that what people true. don't understand about football is you have to make it through practice in order to play so I wake up in the morning take four Tylenol take four Tylenol before practice take four Tylenol after practice then take two Vicodin to go to sleep and I'm Damn. doing that yeah. Monday through Saturday just to get through practice and then I'm taking pain meds on Sunday unbeknownst so
14: unbeknownst to me too at the time I didn't even yeah at the,
15: the time didn't she didn't know So and I didn't know how it was affecting me it wasn't like a, a pain med addiction where it was like I need the pain meds on to get high I, I just needed it so my body was numb so I could play ball so I was like man I, I really just don't want to do this no more
1: Has has the things you're doing now Filled that void That football left Because I hear that From so many athletes Like either they didn't Make it pro Or they made it pro And it was only It was only there For a short time
15: Bro let me that was never Really your dream though Playing football It was always a means to an end When I first met K at 18 She was like Yo what you want to do With your life And I was like That Martin was on TV And she was like Mm -hmm. That I was like Yo I want to be an actor I want to tell stories And she was like How you going to do that And I told her I was going to use football As a means Dope But what happens is when football becomes your whole life for 10 years and people are constantly giving you a structure for what your life is going to be, when that's taken away suddenly, there's no way to avoid depression, bro. Mm-hmm. It don't matter how much money you got. I got boys who got $25 million in the bank who call me and just randomly be like, yo, D, I'm not, I'm not doing well. Like, what you mean? They're like, yo, it's me and my kids and my wife in the house.
1: They don't got nothing to do. I don't know
15: what to do. I'm like, yeah. bro, you got money. Start some businesses. you like, money ain't a thing to me. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. I just don't have a purpose. And that, mm-hmm. that's when we also started, you know, talking about black mental men's health on the podcast because we don't talk about that. Like, and I know you big on that, Charlemagne, And mm-hmm. it's kind of,
2: it's good to see it be
15: normalized
2: now. Alright, we got more with Dival and Kadeen Ellis. When we come back from the Dead Ass Podcast, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now from the Dead Ass Podcast,
1: we have Daval and Kadeen. Ellis, Charlemagne. Can, can y'all talk about that time y'all went viral when y'all had that discussion about monogamy?
15: What happened was we were we were so <laughs> there was there was a whole story behind it. The Monday, the Monday, this we were supposed to be shooting four episodes of the podcast, right?
9: That week, yep.
15: Kay and I have this thing with sex where I'm like, yo, I like when you get dressed up. For example, Kay do not dress like this every day. <laughs> she knows she coming on the, the the Breakfast Club. She put her makeup on. She got her $36 <laughs> wig my $36 on, her $36 hat. $36 wig. And y'all I know you're When you, you, like, you? Yeah, yeah,
14: yeah. you marry, sometimes
15: you're like, yo, I like I when my wife take off Get this dressed hat, up. I ain't clip the <laughs> so Monday, she dressed up. <laughs> so I ain't clip the lace. <laughs> Monday, she dressed up, and I was like, "Yo, let's you know tonight, let's do something." She's like, "I got you tonight."
14: I think you mean the moment you go to an event or whatever. So I had my little hairdo in and the ponytail. He likes the ponytail. So So she had the
15: ponytail, and she's like, "I'm gonna take care of you tonight." Monday come and go, she forget. Tuesday she get <laughs> You know
14: how it is When you're
15: you married And then <laughs> Tuesday So she you get dressed again Because be we had event, the, We right? had the, the podcast She get dressed up again Say I got you tonight She talking hot Tuesday night I get home She forget again
1: She put that once she put that scarf on You know it's a It's a wrap bro
15: So she did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday night She promised me She was like bro I got you tonight she had this long bro. ponytail in. She had the she had the rhinestones on her forehead. Everything was looking nice. She was Baby like, "Yo, was so we get Crack home that night, I run to the bathroom. I come back, she got the stocking cap on, and she got the stocking cap on with the little the, her little ponytail here. She took she took
14: it out. I took the ponytail so I'm pissed, out. bro. I'm That's
15: like, yo, this I... all week you've been promising me that you was gonna <laughs> do this. So now, and I put
14: on this cute, <laughs> I put on this cute little all-in-one bodysuit from mm-hmm. Savage Fenty. He was like, "Look at you in your dry ass, dusty bodysuit." <laughs> I was like, Why I said, "This is a perfectly, perfectly brand-new <laughs> Savage X Fenty uh So yeah. now, okay. so
5: I'm pissed, My dusty bro. ass
14: bodysuit. So now I'm
15: pissed, right? So now we have sex that night. We have angry sex, but it ain't <laughs> the type of sex I was trying to have, right? So we wake up the next morning. Is it and good angry argue-
1: sex like Keisha and t- uh, Tommy and Belly? Uh- yeah, it'd be good.
15: But my my thing is, you still put it off and you ain't do what I asked you to do. So we wake up that morning. Now we gotta do a podcast. So we get in there. And we already submitted the 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 terms we're gonna do for the podcast. So we get there like, hey, the the podcast is about monogamy. I'm like, so we are talking about sex, right? And it came to this point in the, the podcast, and I'm like, yo, let me ask you a question. If sex is gonna be a chore for you as a wife, why did you want monogamy? Right? And she was just like, You didn't want monogamy? And I was like, I did, but I, I felt like you kind of pushed monogamy on me. I said that, and her response was, Oh, so I forced you to marry me?
14: I
1: didn't yeah. say that. She moved the goalpost. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. You moved
15: I the goalpost. I, a I smidgen, didn't say that. A <laughs> but, this but more is... or less,
14: what was he trying to say?
15: But this is where I messed up, right? I was so mad and I was being petty, and we both petty, that I didn't take it back and be like, No, babe, you didn't force me to marry you. I said, Huh. Eh. <laughs> because now wow. I'm being mad Because now I'm being petty And I'm like At the time when we was getting married We you know we weren't even agreeing on When we were going to get married Because I, had, I told you I lost my money playing ball mm-hmm. I had said that at that time Like I think we should wait to get married Because financially I'm not in a good spot And she was like I'm not waiting no more I want to get married so I kind of felt like, yeah, like you wanted to get married at this point. So mm-hmm. now that you wanted to get married at this point, when it comes time to do these things as a wife and you keep putting me off, it kind of make me feel like you didn't really want monogamy. You just well, wanted I mean, me to
14: also, do. Also, sorry, 27 year old Kadeem at the time was thinking, I want to be clear about what the intentions are. What What am right. I expecting right. to gain from this relationship mm-hmm. or not? Because at that point, we've been together for nine years. So I mm-hmm. I just want to know where we are going Which is and, and how I got to get there. Which so he fair. took that as pressure. Took as pressure. To me, I was just stating where I stood in that time. I don't see
1: nothing wrong with that. So right. what happened and after
2: that conversation now? Now you said uh. So now what happens so, now I so now now is, no, didn't get for three more days. No, so what so, so
14: happened was I said
15: uh, right? And uh we end up having a full argument on the podcast. We get over it, the podcast comes out like four weeks later. We forget that we had this whole argument. Come right back. And <laughs> now we now we arguing about something else, and then Dina people hit me on Twitter, like, yo, you, y'all you, trending on Twitter. And I'm like, for what? And they just like, your monogamy comment. I just was trying to make a point. But y'all took it and y'all ran with it. But I'm like, that's that, I mean, to be honest, you know, we, we people was mad. It was men versus women. Yeah. Men yeah. agreed with me. Women agreed with her. Mm-hmm. And it created content. But uh people was mad at us for a little bit. Mission accomplished. People were mad at us <laughs> for a little bit. It's a good conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get I get I see both sides. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not like you want to, you're not gonna creep on your woman. I'm not. Like that's I'm but not But you could, anything. you're desirable. Is all I, you trying to I say? I appreciate
15: that, Charlamagne. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. How you
9: gonna
10: continue right there? Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> his wife is right there. <laughs> right Relax, kiddo. Out of there. He's, He's a bad, 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 bad bitch. A bad
9: bitch. He is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, yeah. <laughs> I don't need it like that. It's just that old, that old adage: what you don't do, somebody else will." Not saying he would. Right. Oh, you would him, right. "No, I would never say that to <laughs> my wife." You know right. what I mean? But it's right. a Whoa. thought sometimes. Right. Like I don't want it to be a choice. You Whoop like... his ass. See, see now that's
15: Whoop his that's his ass the point. No, he, Look, like, <laughs> he,
1: <he's laughs> like, Andy trying, like... <laughs> and <laughs> and <he's laughs> trying to instigate. Andy trying to instigate over
14: to the. See, Charlotte, you would say that to my wife. Dev would say to me. Dev would just like women out there want me. I am a sex symbol. Like. He lets me know. Listen, and I'm like, this is the truth. Okay. This,
15: this and is,
10: I agree. That's hold on. why I'm here. And and yeah. women went and women went uh went uh Kadeen as well. Yo,
15: let sure. me, now here's the thing, sure Envy. Sure Envy, this is my point. This is my point, Envy and Yee. When Kay say she wants something or she needs something, I make it my point to it get happen. it done because yeah. I understand that. I'm like, I'm not going to disregard your feelings and your needs because the same way you want monogamy, I want monogamy too. If my wife want, if, I, if I want monogamy and I'm going to say to my wife, yo, I want to be the only person you come to for all of this. When she says she want to need something, I'm going to take care of it. So when I ask for the same thing and you constantly saying, hey, later, 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 I'll be like, why are you always on me? It's like, damn, like, yeah. why don't you do the she same changed. for me if, if I'm trying to do the same for you? So it's not a thing where I'm like, I could get right. mad chicks. It's like, yo, let's serve each other. And that's ultimately what the podcast is about we talking to people about i had to make a decision in my life to learn how to serve my wife that's so real. i could be a better husband you know like even even the sex thing you know how we figured out what happened with her sex drive yeah because we kind of had these
14: revelations c- over like the past five seasons yeah. we kind of started where we were like bitching about what we had problems with, we had problems you know and we was bitching and then about people it. were talking about oh wow let's hear more about this because i'm having the same issues and then we kind of felt like a, we had a breakthrough
9: recently we
15: figured it out bro yeah that conversation we had about monogamy made us sit down and be like, yo, let's figure out what's going on with your body and mind. We spoke to a doctor, we got off the, the birth control and it was like night and day. August, we was having issues, she got off the birth control. September, I, I can't get her away <laughs> from me, bro. Like I Poppin'. cannot
1: get her away from me. I'm like, I'm like I'm like, I need a break.
14: And then in talking about that we realized that there were so many people out there that were just like
15: having the same issue.
1: Happy. You know why that's such a good convo Because um men have fragile egos, right? Absolutely. So it's like, if you don't want to sleep with me, I start questioning myself. Like, you'd be like Will Smith on Freshman. What the f*** you don't want to
9: sleep with
14: me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like That's literally, that's literally yo,
15: how he was. Yo, Charlamagne, bro, I tell you, bro, when I, when I say I'll, I'll say to her like yo other chicks want me I'm the same type of dude that my ego I'd be like you know how this is f-ing with my ego That's right I go to my wife and I ask for something and she's constantly rejecting me that make me feel word bad up, mm-hmm. I don't mind being honest and saying that like I start looking at myself like my hair's thinning a little bit I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking enough weights you know what I'm saying let me exactly. let me get back in the like, gym work. I get out the shower I'll be looking at her like how, am I looking good like what's up <laughs> like you start she to question Google yourself baby. bro right. like,
14: treatments I'm like you,
2: <laughs> you alright I don't Move we have more with Deval and Kadeen Ellis from the Dead Ass podcast is the Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel,
0: or wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk
5: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
7: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dallas Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls Offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
8: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art.
14: You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else
4: was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted.
5: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline.
4: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Oh, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ
2: Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from the Dead Ass Podcast, we have DeVal and Kadeen. Ellis, Charlamagne.
1: Did y'all expect the podcast to blow up the way that
2: it did? Um, No,
14: I, I didn't. Well, first of all, I'll say this. I was not completely signed up for any of this from jump and my because I grew up in a very traditional West Indian household where yeah. the first thing I was taught as soon as I can remember anything was you don't tell people your business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you you are you stay to yourself anything that happens in this household in this family stays in the house, you know, but Deval and I started to do the videos. They picked up some traction. We were also I too trying it. to he had I the
15: foresight <laughs> to let me tell you bro I,
14: but I was just not not with it in the very beginning
15: this is my belief I believe that there's a delusional quality that all successful people have mm-hmm. when I started this whole thing with, with social media I told her I was like yo I want my own sitcom I want to do TV I want to do this but I'm not going to sit back and wait for somebody to pick me you know what I'm saying like I'm just not going to do that so I'm going to create my own content I created this social sitcom it was 15 second videos and I continue to stay consistent one of the big people who was was uh, very inspirational in my life was Fifty Cent, right? Because he was the one that said to me, "If you stay consistent, when something pop, you got a catalog." That's right. And um, I also respect Fifty because you know he hit me with the Hollywood. Yeah, we gonna work. And I got a story about Charlemagne too. We had the Sorry to bother you. Uh, take it was a uh, screening. The screening, right? Yeah. I catch eyes of Charlemagne, Charlemagne catch eyes of me, and I could see in Charlemagne's face that Charlemagne already knew, like, this looked like the type of <laughs> that's gonna run up on me right now, right? Either so, that, or he thought you was cute from what so, he said earlier,
2: but go ahead. Very desirable. I'm
13: sorry, I'm
2: desirable. desirable. That's that's desirable. desirable.
9: <laughs> <laughs> so,
15: so, Charlemagne walked by me, right? Now, I was like, yo, Charlemagne was good. He gave me a pound or whatever, I was like, yo, let me holla at you. He was like, all right, right? <laughs> yeah. So, we walk outside,
14: Hey, I was
15: up? like, I don't like his tone, Dwell. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yo, Charlemagne. <laughs> me and my wife got a podcast coming out. we doing this, we doing that. My wife, he's listening. He's like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. He was like, I was like, yo, I was wondering you know what I'm saying? I want to get on the Breakfast Club so we can talk about it. He was like, yeah, take my, let me, let me get your phone. I'm going to give you my number, right? <laughs> so he takes my phone, right? And he puts all the numbers in there, and I close. I'm like, good looking. You know, I don't want to keep him too much, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot going on. Charlemagne walk away right. We get outside. I look at my phone. He only put nine digits <laughs> in there
9: right. Ooh. He only you put need nine it.
15: digits in there right. So I was
14: like, did me. he do that on purpose? I was ready to go back in there and come at you. I was <laughs> Wait, like, you no, forgot a no. digit, Charlemagne. Yeah. going hit
15: me with the going hit me like yo. He tried to stun on yo, you, yo. He played he, you. He tried to swerve you like he was a bad bitch. She's like, I'm, she's like I'm going back inside. I'm like nah.
9: That was inside. the bad bitch right. So, <laughs> so, so
1: I definitely didn't do
9: that on purpose. <laughs> so so this is the
15: thing, though. I said, okay, I said, real talk, Charlamagne probably get people that do two-minute pitches every single day. I said, I understand the game. People have to see what you bring to the table for you right. to get opportunity. I said, if this ain't our moment, this ain't our moment. So then but took, uh,
14: things did
10: take off though. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm definitely not right. that guy. I pay attention yeah. to everything because you never yeah. know what's going to be what.
15: Yeah, that's true. which is true, true, which is true. But I was I wasn't mad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: I was going to say another thing on another episode. Y'all were talking about that, right? It's about you being called this sim, Kadeen, You being called submissive. Mm-hmm. But that is important in relationships. That's kind of how you should be toward each other at certain times.
15: Yeah, it's it's, it's funny on social media. Like I'll say something on, in men's favor. And women will just be like, oh, he's sexive and he's misogynistic. Mm-hmm. But then if I say something in women's favor, then I'm a simp. It's like, like you know, people are going to yeah, be piece triggered piece by everybody. whatever you say. But this is my truth. Like, right. you know, I, my my life is not a monolithic version of what blackness is. Like, some days I feel like as a man, I should stand up for my masculinity. Some days I feel like, you know what? I can't push the patriarchy too much. Like, this ain't fair. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say both when I think it's fair. Sometimes people be mad. Sometimes people love it. But it's my truth. I'm never going to run from my truth. I mean, I get women all the time that are
14: just like, Kadine, what's your prayer? What did you say? What did you do? I was like, y'all have to understand that. I'm like, this is like 19 years in the making. So, what you're seeing now, Deval and Kadine that you see now have been through 19 years worth of shit. So, if we're not transparent about where we've been, things we've had, conversations we had at 27, and people want to hold us to that one six minute clip, then be my guest. But we at least know yeah. that we're sharing the entire thing. So, like I said before, I wasn't signed up for it. But now that I am, I feel like it's our duty to be able to have to tell people this is the yeah. entire picture here. Yeah. And then the beauty behind it is that we pick and choose what we want to share and how we want to share it. I don't, is what
15: it is. Uh, there's no pedestals for me. The minute people put you on a pedestal and you you the greatest yeah, right. thing, then so they ready to knock was, you off. That's why
14: I was fearful in the beginning. Um, but I think the good thing with us with the podcast and just even with our content in general is that we really try to try to show the entire picture. Like yeah. we did a whole episode on cheating because we're like, We're gonna put ourselves out there before mm-hmm. anybody tries to put us out there. You know what I mean? Nobody can come to us with stories now because everything's out there.
1: Yeah, both are cheated. So Yeah. yeah. Or.
9: Yeah. yeah, me and um, my wife mm-hmm.
1: And we we it healed. It's still
14: them. a hard conversation
10: to have, though. Oh, definitely. Sure. That, that episode it's was a hard episode. It's never
15: it's never an easy conversation to have. But I will say this though, if you learn to to accept people and accept them to have changes in life, you don't hold people to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to not. Not hold people to that, especially my wife. You know what I'm saying? Because I hope she doesn't hold me like that and give me grace. Absolutely, I'm gonna give you grace. And I was like, you know? after
14: 19 years, if you wasn't cheating, somebody lying. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, from 18 to to
15: 30. 18 now, to 30. Yeah, we and we've I'm been like, through a yeah, lot we, through the know, NFL, all this stuff. And we had our ups and downs. Same thing in college. Because when we first got together, when we were 18, I told her I didn't want to be a, a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I said like, I was just, I was like, I don't want to be a boyfriend, and she was like, well, I don't want to be number two to nobody else. And I was like, damn, like I'm really not
14: trying yeah, to be. Yeah, we met out each other at like a really fragile time because I came from a very like strict West Indian household so I couldn't go out I couldn't do anything I couldn't date I couldn't do anything so when I got to college I was ready to have fun Mm -hmm. you know and he had just gotten to college too and he was ready to have fun and then we met each other and like just couldn't a lot of times it was like trying to put a square peg in a triangle hole because it's like we're trying to make this work because we want to be together but it It just just, wasn't it just wasn't
15: it wasn't working and and then not for nothing I was trying to be honest and tell her what what I didn't want but I wanted her more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I realized I couldn't have my best friend only on my terms. And that right. was when I had to make a decision of, you know what? I value monogamy with her more than I value all the other aspects in life. I feel like Kadena and I have a, like, there's a divine aura that brings us together that we work better collectively and individually when we're together
10: I was just gonna say just as individuals too, the way that both of you carry yourselves and you can you're amazing people individually Uh, but I think that's important too and you talk about that as an individual how you have to be able to be an independent individual before you can even be whole in a relationship
9: Mm.
15: no that's
10: true
15: and not for nothing I think (coughs) y'all have to give yourselves a lot of credit for what y'all have done for the culture because I've heard just stories about your marriage and everything you've been through, right? I've heard Envy stories about his marriage. K used to send me the 12 12 days of of Christmas. Yee, you being a businesswoman and doing everything that you do. Y'all really, for me, what, like, set me up to realize, like, yo, I could do everything I want to do because I watched these people here do everything they want to do.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, man, make sure you check out the Deadass Podcast. Make sure you get the children's book, the Ellis's and the yes. Time Machine. Yes. Why do we have to say Black Lives Matter? Make sure you check out the Vol on uh, Tyler Perry's Sisters. Yes. And everything else y'all got going on, man. Yeah, you yes. got Bigger coming
14: out
10: soon,
15: too. Yeah, Bigger on BT two? Plus. We'll pack a show Bigger. Dope. On that i season. season in one or two
10: episodes, too. Okay. Yeah. And, we, and we know what Bigger was about, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast. That everywhere part. you listen to podcasts. And what's y'all Twitter's Instagram handles and all that good stuff?
14: Uh, Kadeen I am.
15: And uh, that's I am I a m d e v a l e. We appreciate y'all so much. I no have no doubt. idea. We love you,
14: Breakfast Club. We, we
15: do we
1: appreciate y'all, y'all too. It's the Deadass Podcast on the Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us.
15: Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man.
9: The
1: craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey
4: a florida man attacked an atm for a very strange reason it gave him too much money florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife police arrested an orlando man for attacking a flamingo
1: the breakfast club bitch. donkey of the day with charlemagne the guy, i don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this oh it's me it's me Han Duval. listen donkey of the day for tuesday may 24th goes to a florida woman named tionis jones what does your Uncle Shala always say about the great state of Florida? Well, the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And I'm starting to think, and this is just my own personal opinion that I probably formulated while I was high off about 15 milligrams of an edible, but I'm starting to think some of this stuff we see online is actually just alternate realities. You know, if you're a Marvel head like myself, you are familiar with the multiverse. Uh, I believe certain things we see on Instagram are from Another earth earth 838 okay we are on earth 616 two different earths but if you don't know you're looking at earth 818 while you're on earth 616 then you will be confused and you will think that these people actually exist amongst us which keeps us in a constant state of anxiety okay we are a united states of anxiety because of what we see on earth 818 actually it's not earth 818 we're looking at is earth 666 okay planet of the beast all right. Nothing but the devil. In fact, it's Satan's anus and there's a rash around. It might be monkey pox. Not sure. But this woman, Tiana's Jones of Florida, was arrested after calling 911 because McDonald's employees got her Happy Meal order wrong. You heard me right. Tiana's Jones was upset that McDonald's in Florida got her Happy Meal order wrong. Giannis is 22, I know what you're thinking She's way too big and grown for a devil damn happy meal But it might not have been for her She placed an order online Which I didn't even know you could do at McDonald's But it is 2022, so it makes sense She ordered a happy meal A filet of fish Tea, fries, and a chocolate shake Exactly, exactly Watch this value meal get all up in your guts Okay, French vanilla, butter pecan comes out your butt. Now, what does one do when McDonald's gets their order wrong? Well, to be honest, when she arrived at the drive-thru, she was directed to pull up to the third window. But, you know, you can't give nobody in Florida direction. Okay, they don't take directions in Florida. Jones ignored the directions, parked their car, and entered the restaurant to address the mistake. Now, I keep telling y'all we must keep in mind we are discussing Florida here. So when discussing florida just know that the way you would address a wrong order at a fast food spot anywhere else in the world is not the way floridians would would you like to know tiana's definition of addressing the mistake let's go to fox 13 for the report
8: please thursday night the drive-through at this mcdonald's detectives say when 22 year old Tiana jones got the wrong order her frustration exploded into frenzy. They have it ready, but because it was a special order, they confused some things. And they asked her, pull up to window three. We'll fix it for you really quick. Well, she got mad And stormed inside. Her temper getting hotter and hotter by the second until she called 911. I'm at McDonald's.
9: I'm five months pregnant. You people don't know how to run a f- McDonald's. Come on. I want my money. They're trying to to treat me out my money. I want my
8: money. The sheriff says Joan's sister tried to get her to chill. Nope. Employees offered to reimburse her. Didn't work. She flipped out even more, whacking a sign off the counter that barely missed hitting an employee. Then she tore into a bunch of bottles, scooted behind the counter, and went to work on stacks of cups and other supplies. I don't know what was wrong with her that night. I don't know if she was like two fries short of a Happy Meal. Or maybe it was she was short of the Happy Meal completely. But she created a McMess. And she acted like a McNutt. Instead of leaving with one from the restaurant, as a grand finale, she whipped up a little shake of her own. She pulls her shirt up. There you go. There's a little twerk on the way out the door. (sighs) We
1: live in a world full of hepatitis and COVID and white supremacy and social media and heart disease and colon cancer and World War Three, possibly, and Aliens, and Juneteenth Great Value Ice Cream, and she calls 911 because her McDonald's order was wrong, okay? Listen, listen us to the 911 call, listen. I'm at
9: McDonald's. I'm five months pregnant. These people don't know how to run a McDonald's. Come on. I want my money. They trying to treat me at my money. I want my money.
1: They tried to offer her a refund, by the way. She didn't take it for whatever reason, so I don't get what she's complaining about, but... I remember when Flavor, Flavor and Public Enemy told us 911 was a joke. Okay, it's hard enough to get 911 operators to take issues with black people serious as it is, and now we wasting their time over devil damn McDonald's. I understand Tiana's is five months pregnant, so the hormone changes could be one reason for this uncontrollable anger, and she was hungry, okay? Angry in a pregnant woman. Woof. I understand, okay? All right, she Give me back that filet of fish Give me that fish Okay, now to be honest, I understand you're 22 But wrong fast food orders Are a part of life And I shouldn't have to tell you That this isn't how you React to wrong fast food orders And what's so interesting about this Is I want to know What was messed up Okay, only thing that could Piss her off like this Is if they forgot the Happy Meal You can only be this unhappy If they actually forgot Your Happy Meal That makes all the sense In the world Because I bought the Happy Meal Because I was trying to make me Or some young child happy If they forgot the Happy Meal Then I understand you getting irate? What makes this story extra Florida is after this woman comes in McDonald's, knocks over condiments, goes behind the counter and throws stacks of cups, then calls nine one one irate. She twerks on the way out. Listen to this part. You see that there little?
8: There you go. There's a little twerk on the way out the door.
1: Little twerk on the way out the door. You know what happened here? Somebody pulled up to the drive-through playing her favorite song. Okay, might have been City Girls, but you know when your favorite record comes on, one of those Negro spirituals that touches your soul. No matter what you doing, you're going to stop and do a little jig. Okay, all I know is if you five months pregnant and you go to McDonald's and you order a Happy Meal, filet of fish tea, fries, a chocolate shake, and you twerk. Whoa, whoa. Once again. I'm not going to sit here and ask why Tionis did this. All right? There is no logic in it. It's simply Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Florida. Please give Tionis Jones the sweet sounds and the Hamilton's.
9: You are the donkey of the day. You
1: Happy meal, filet of fish tea, fries, and a chocolate shake, and you twerk? Last time I heard an order that was guaranteed to give you bubble guts like this was on Alicia Keys' You Don't Know My Name. What was that, collard greens and hot cocoa or something? Mm. That was a recipe for disaster. Okay. I haven't heard a recipe for disaster like this in a long time. This is guaranteed bubble guts. Okay. The Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. (laughs)
9: <laughs>
2: okay.
13: right and Cornel West you know he's, he's, he's a brilliant philosopher yes absolutely you know, he made a huge name for himself so it could have been done but we're not Cornel West so right, right, right. Uh, we, we thought maybe we can do something a bit more practical so we went to law school right uh, I went to Duke he went to NYU yeah uh, he wasn't passionate at all about it I thought that I really wanted to be a lawyer right But it just didn't work out. Yeah. And then right around that time in law school, I started experimenting with drugs. Mm -hmm. Like I started smoking. I started doing Adderall. I was drinking and like I was starting to like because the stress of law school, I never felt anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm Mm -hmm. from Newark. I've seen that's violence. I've seen like people using drugs. Didn't never wanted to touch a drug. Right. Then I get to law school. I'm like, damn, I can't take this exam. Have okay. yeah. tried you ever? But didn't you? Didn't you do? Oh.
10: Didn't you do three years of law school? Three. Years. Right? Like you we, we were and so almost, y'all almost finished. We were right.
13: almost finished. We did like with two years and like ninety eight percent of our third year. And right. We had about two weeks left before our exams, and we were like. It, man, we want let's go do stand up.
1: I want to go back to the law school thing. Have you ever unpacked that? Because you came up in the hood, so that seems so normal. Was right, it the right, fact right. that when you was in law school, you was like fish out of water, kind of. That's exactly sort of, what. I, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what sure.
13: it is. It felt like Alice in Wonderland. Like I had never seen people use drugs so openly from like privilege. right and It's
1: gotta f- with you as a black man, right? Because you see people in the hood, they're usually leaning on drugs for. For trauma reasons, right? exactly Right. Y'all, y'all doing
9: this for fun? (laughs) They're not going to jail, boy. Exactly,
13: dude. Like, it blew our minds. Like, how how can they, especially at law school? You know, these guys are the people who are going to be writing policy, writing laws, right? And they're breaking the rules. And these policies are going to affect, you know, black people. So it it was like a weird sort of situation where you're like, how can I study this and know that these these people are going to write these laws that affect my
2: people but they're they, they don't even care about the rules or the laws so, yeah, so now bizarre. let's get back to it so y'all decided not to finish law school right. say after this and stand up and let's do comedy yeah right. were y'all yeah. working on comedy or did some family members say y'all funny y'all like let's yeah. nobody it. in our family said we're really <laughs> funny they don't they don't think that we're
13: that funny. i think it was just like i went i did some stand-up in new york i went to like a club i did a club and it was just i sucked but i liked it Like,
2: but what makes you do that but like you know what let me try comedy. i was losing my mind dude. i was
13: i think i was losing my mind like i was literally like drinking doing drugs <laughs> I was like f*** it man I'm not I'm not gonna do this law school shit anymore and I was just losing my, I was breaking up with my girlfriend at the time oh, she was breaking, she breaking up with me at the time and, uh, <laughs> and I was just like I was on one man like I, it was crazy but I was on stage and that was the only time I felt normal like, and you went to his first show how no, he sent me. He sent me a clip of. his Oh, first you didn't even show. go. You didn't I, no, I was in North Carolina. He was in New York. Right, so He sent me a clip of his, the first show, and I was like, "Yo, this is terrible. Right. This is one of the, the worst sets <laughs> I've ever seen." <laughs> and I thought that he, you know, I know. I knew he was having like a crisis of mental health, and I was like, "Dude, man, like this." do it a few more times right. but you know get back to the books because this ain't, this this ain't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he kept with it like he still kept going to the open mics right. and he still kept uh you know trying to get better at it so after like a couple weeks uh he called me again it was like yo i think we need to quit law school i think we need to right he <laughs> said we, <at least laughs> we. Yeah. and i was like it's crazy like, i, I want to be a lawyer okay. i right. done put three years into this i'm not going to mm-hmm. just drop it for comedy but he was very persuasive, and, and then that's when I had that moment of clarity. Like, it, man. Let's just do it. Let's try yeah. it.
10: So, so he would have been a good lawyer because he persuaded <laughs> <stated laughs> you. Know. I,
13: that's what I say. I used my three years of legal education just to convince <laughs> him to drop out of law school.
2: So now what did your mom say? Your mom, you know, struggled to get you in good school, mm-hmm. worked hard for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so excited. My, my boy's about to be attorneys, And he'd like, mom. Now we dropping. Now we gonna be
13: something. What would the? Mom- I mean, she thought we were losing our minds. I mean, she knows like our whole story, so she's familiar <laughs> with our father not being there. She's familiar with the drugs. So she's like, you know, maybe you guys should go to therapy mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. Make sure you think about what you're doing before you're doing. It. Just being a mom, but eventually, when she saw that we were serious about it, right, and we were and making, that it made us happy. She was human completely on board right. my dad you know he thought that he
1: was gonna get some free legal advice All right, right, so
13: yeah. once, we, <laughs> once we dropped out
1: he got upset but he's, he's been super supportive basically. I love how you said my mom knows our whole story <laughs> I like people like my mom was my day one." Oh, really <laughs> I mean you
13: can't lie to her like you know yeah. what I mean you can lie to pretty much anyone else not your mom you can't, can't lie to her. your mom she just sees right through that
2: alright we got more with the Lucas Brothers when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning. Mm-hmm. we're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladono on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Got my PrevNar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect.
6: I'm 19, strong.
0: And asthmatic, and at higher risk
5: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
7: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, Offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort style amenities, and high quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at BrightViewSeniorLiving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
10: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is Twenty Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
2: Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Lucas brothers.
1: Charlemagne. Do you think censorship or this uh woke culture that we're in right now, is right. that is that going to dilute the art? No. I don't think so.
13: No, really? I, I think that it's going to make us even more what's the word I'm looking for? Make us like Creative. I think creative. I, I mean, I mean creative you have to be like... creative. You have to be a little bit more uh considerate Because I think about I look, there was a period when blackface was like the top style of comedy right. and people were like and people were like you can't do blackface anymore i'm sure the people who were doing blackface were like F- this is ruining comedy this is hurting the purity but it's like no you just have to you know adjust and make better comedy i think that's how evolution works it's like you just have to if people are like they don't make fun of trans or don't make fun of gays and, and now we can't do those things i think it makes our comedy fresher i think it makes it purer
1: because now you're you're no longer punching down You got to be
13: a bit more inventive you got to just be a bit more
1: creative and clever but does it really reflect reality meaning like Hmm. art should get a certain type of license to reflect reality sure right Right. if you're not able to reflect reality without people offending people saying oh that that shouldn't be in a movie it's offensive like but it's a movie i'm trying
13: to tell a story here right 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 no i i see what you're saying i guess i just think like it's not just about you know telling the freest form of comedy but there's also like a moral and social uh component to to the comedy that we do right again you can choose to to be offensive you can choose to say whatever you want but you have to be prepared for the backlash book, you know right. what I mean? you can do whatever you want yeah right um, so but for us it's like you still got to take risk but you, got to. you have right. to i mean that's art art right. is risk-taking
1: yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a remake of uh, Revenge of the Nerds, I heard, with uh, Seth McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Right. That wow. movie would be considered problematic, toxic, <laughs> <laughs> reinforcing rape culture. I mean, it was,
13: prob- uh, it was problematic, you know, in the 90s. Uh, we didn't notice. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right.
1: But how do you remake that for this era?
13: You know, times have changed. I, I, I feel like we have an opportunity to to comment on the film in the 80s. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think that like they did in 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump Street. Right, right. They took an approach where it allowed for them to, you know, create a new story, but also comment on the past. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we want
1: to do. Because see, that's my thing. Nobody's acknowledging the shift in culture. Right, right. There was a shift in culture. The stuff that... You used to could have get away with it, music, music, movies, right. whatever. You just can't anymore. Right. But we haven't acknowledged that. Yeah. It's I almost mean, like we just started handing out retroactive speeding tickets.
9: Right, right. right. <laughs> you know what
13: I'm saying? It's weird. I think, I think there's been a shift in a number of things. I feel like there's been a shift in science. Mm-hmm. We've, we've gone from, you know, straight Einstein sort of relativity to sort of a quantum sort of perspective of science. And I think that that's reflective of in the internet where everyone has a point of view and everyone feels like their reality is real. Like, you, like everyone says we're speaking our truth. Everyone's truth is sort of legit. I mean, even if it contradicts Someone else's reality And that's Quantum shit, You know what I mean Like Everyone's perspective Is legitimate Even flat earthers Even flat earthers Like uh, If they believe it Why is it not true. You know Like they truly believe It's true And truth. even if you put forth Evidence that You know Their beliefs are Erroneous They're still going to Believe what they want to believe Right so- you're putting yourself at a disadvantage trying to use reason to a person that doesn't even use reason right
10: what do you think about putting the disclaimers you know how they've been putting disclaimers like on movies and TV shows just to give people like okay this was filmed during this time yeah,
13: I, I is, mean yeah. I think that that's a more effective approach than just completely banning something I mean I think that maybe that works but again I think we're assuming that audiences aren't a telli- intelligent we're we're assuming that they can't differentiate between what's offensive and what's not offensive it's And then Mm -hmm. you're going to have a small minority of people who go online and say, take this down. But I think what's happening now is people being very reactive to those minority uh, voices. I feel like eventually, hopefully, that there'll be like a leveling out where Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be that reactionary. Maybe Mm -hmm. we should maybe we should have some sort of due process in assessing what we do with a particular
1: piece of art. Because it's a very slippery slope. Like I even saw what they did with a. YG this weekend with the Meet the Fakas record, right? And I think they took it down, but then they put it back because they said if we take this down, then we're going to have to do this all across right. the board. Yeah, There's right, right. right. so right. many things people could be offended by. Like, right. it's like you can't go down that road when it comes to art. Yeah. I think
13: we need to make a distinction between offense and harm, right? I think we need to, I think when, when we're assessing how we uh, limit someone's liberty, like, is that exercise of liberty harming a person or is it offending a person? If it's harming, then I think we can take a more Proactive approach to the piece of art, and maybe say, "Hey, maybe we should consider taking yeah. it down." Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's just offending someone, mm-hmm. like I think you have a right to be offended. I'm saying I don't think that that offense should equate to completely eliminating a work of art. I, I think agree. we have to. I think we have to be able to process offense you know, and have honest conversations about that which offends. Right, but I think that 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 shouldn't result in you know a boycott of someone's uh, work of art that they've put years into, like. If it's harmful, if it's causing violence, if it's like causing like blatant racism, then you got like blackface, for example. That that was harmful to black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Birth of a Nation was directly harmful to black people, so it should be removed. I mean, I, I don't think that that's a problem. Mm. I, I don't. I don't have an issue with that. But if it's just offensive, I'm like, yeah, we gotta have thicker skin.
2: Now don't move. We got more with the Lucas brothers when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with the Lucas
1: Brothers. Charlemagne. Judas and the Black Messiah. Well, first of all, y'all have done a lot more than Judas and the Black Messiah. I remember y'all from Friends of the People. There we go. You know <laughs> what I mean? People, you, Little Rel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, uh, Barnett, Kevin Barnett. <laughs> God, God bless the dead. Yeah. Who else was on that? Jermaine, Jermaine. Fowler. Right. Joshua Benowitz. Jennifer yeah. Bartels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think about it now, that show should have been a hit. It should
13: have been, but you know, you know, sometimes things fail to launch. I mean, you think about OKC, the Thunder, they had all the talent in the world, yeah. they couldn't get a championship. I don't remember what network that was. What network? True TV. True TV. True TV. TV how you yeah. go from Guy True TV
1: to Oscar nominated? <laughs> yeah. It's <to> a <man>. God <laughs> R- Oh, is this still right here? No, True TV's
13: still here. Oh, my bad. My bad.
9: My bad. <laughs> God, my True TV's still here. I
13: meant to say FOTP. God
9: <laughs> How do y'all <laughs>
1: go from that to Oscar nominated? What are the steps? What's the process? It's a grind, man. Like,
13: we, it was crazy for us because, like, it was we were going nowhere fast the sketch show gets canceled and we we're like let's just go to lucas uh, bros lucas bros moving code gets canceled like so we got two cancellations under our belt with five years and we're like Fuck. so we we uh escaped from new york <laughs> and uh humiliation in our minds and we go to la and we're like all right we're gonna figure this out here we're gonna you know we're gonna, we're gonna figure out our act we're gonna write some shit. before we went to la we were already like Thinking about Judas, you know, we were already right, like, right, right. Really? Sort of brainstorming like some of the beats of the story, right, right, right. Or We were just doing a lot of research around 2012, 2013, right. We started doing a ton of research about Hampton. We didn't know how to turn it into a film, but we knew like this is something that we would like to potentially turn into a film. So right. we went to LA with the goal in mind of either getting a script deal to, right. write, to write Judas or to sell the pitch somewhere. We right. just we we had ambitions going into Cali. Right. Uh, but we were still so focused on comedy that it was sort of like a balancing act, trying to get right. Judas made, but also trying to like you know get our comedy uh, career you know back on the, the right, on right track. Back right on track. So we're in LA, we're pitching the story around town, getting no traction. Mm-hmm. People are like this sh- doesn't make any sense. It's not gonna make any money. It's not. It's a period piece about a black revolutionary socialist. What, are you guys crazy? And we're like, yeah, all right, <laughs> F- it. I guess maybe we are crazy. So we we kind of went away from the material for a bit. Went back to comedy. Uh we were doing this pilot with FX, Killer Mike, uh it was for him and that eventually went to Netflix. It didn't go to FX. Trigger Um, Warner? Trigger Trigger Warner Warner. Yeah, right right. So we did the pilot for Trigger Warner for FX and uh Shaka King was directing it. And that's Mm -hmm. how we that's how we uh met Shaka. And uh we knew that after we got rejected from all of our uh pitches, we were like, I think we need to work with a filmmaker. Who can, can, can take this idea and make it into a film. And so that's when we, uh, we're like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta reach out to Shaka. And then we hung out with Shaka in our apartment in Hollywood, listening to music, just vibing on cinema. And we sort of pitched him our idea, and he said it was fing great. And we started to develop a, a, a beefier outline. Mm-hmm. And then, but simultaneously, Will Burson, the other co cool writer and Oscar nominee, was, uh, you know, working on his own script. And Jermaine Fowler, our boy from FOTP, he knew. He, he made the connection. He knew Will. He knew that we were working on our thing, and he just brought us all together. We uh, we used our story outline that we worked on with Shaka, and so Shaka and Will went together and basically rewrote Will's script mm-hmm. using our story outline. All right. And they they wrote a brilliant script, and uh, it went. They, they sent it to uh, Ryan Coogler. All right. We didn't know that Shaka knew Ryan Coogler, but once I mean, once Ryan got it, that's when things started to like. Pick up because right. he loved the script, mm-hmm. and he he definitely wanted to make it. He wanted that to be his first project for on his new uh, production company, Proximity. Right. right, and so things just started to like, get crazy. Yeah, with at first it was like we were nowhere, and then Shaka, Will, Ryan charles i'm like what the, how did the, all in a year that just started happening we were like what the fuck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and then we went out with uh, you know the script with macro with ryan with with shaka with will
1: and us macro, half. Ma- macro, macro financing, financing half macro financing half and the white man still said
13: no white man still said still said we said we'll put up half the money thinking it's gonna be a bidding war we, yeah. we, we think that you know this is, this is we got kaluya we got we got keith we have our stars we have a brilliant script, we have these great producers, and still, you know, it's a, it's
1: a f***ing struggle in right. Think about yeah. that, all of that already attached. Right. Stars. Daniel, Lakeith, yeah. Ryan. Money. Shaka, Macro, half, half the Money, the money. Lucas <laughs> Brothers, and the white man like, no, nah. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. And I don't gracious. think people realize how
13: hard it is to get a movie made, right. and, and mm-hmm. especially when you have a dream team like that, and you still can't get traction. Like. That's how hard it is and this is right. ryan after black Panther. this is billionaire black panther the hottest producer in the game and and still but fortunately enough warner bros you know they 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 put up half the f- money and they, they wanted to distribute it they
1: loved the script right when they more- let us
13: f- shoot it right, right. they, they right. greenlit it they let us shoot it and it just came out as perfect as i thought it could
1: come why out. did warner brothers get it i want i need i need white people to understand how clueless they can be so i want to know why did warner brothers get it over every other was Nigel. it a black exec at Warner naja, Brothers? Naja, yeah. Naja, yeah.
13: Black execs. Black execs. I mean, yeah. they get it. But Nigel naja really, like, she was the, the key.
1: What's it, her last name? How do you pronounce her last name? I don't know how to pronounce her. Well, I mean, well
13: salute you know, to you, Niger. Naja. Kikendall. I think. I may, have, I may have mispronounced that. But, uh, yeah, she's, she's a brilliant executive. And she was the one who sort of, she saw the importance of the film. Right. She loved the script. And she was the one who sort of just, Powered it through, mm-hmm. the, uh, right, right. Right,
1: right? Yeah, salute to That's, that's, why, that's why diversity matters. That's why it matters. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's exactly why. It that's matters. Why it like matters
13: because y- you're telling these stories, and if you're uh, sitting across from a group of white people, they just don't even hear it. They don't know the language. They don't know the why it matters. Why this it. is how we had to describe Fred Hampton to white people. Like Fred Hampton is the the velvet underground of civil rights leaders. We thought perhaps that they'll see the connection. They didn't.
9: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was like, you know how many white executives are probably like, okay, Ryan Coogler's coming here to talk about doing Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Another Black Panther, really? <laughs> That's a dollars?
2: That was at Marvel, but maybe we could probably like, try to find that surrounded. <laughs> now, I see you tweeted, if you guys win Oscars, you are retiring from uh, <laughs> stand-up and you're cutting off half your family. Yeah, what man. Family but we we're going to do that
13: off? before. We yeah, out. I mean, we got yeah. to how, how figure out who we're going to cut yeah,
2: off. Yeah, yeah, what family members are you cutting off?
13: Oh, man, uh, just the ones who haven't talked to me in years and like hit me up for money, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like the ones who like didn't know I existed like like oh you I'm your cousin from your father's side can you let me borrow $300 like ah man you get that yeah man it's crazy it's crazy it's like uncomfortable (laughs) because they think you got money because you got an Oscar nomination Mm -hmm. like you don't get paid for this (laughs) you gotta pay your way for all this (laughs) like (laughs) you don't get extra money for an Oscar nomination it's it's expensive were you close
10: with your dad while he while he was in jail were you close with your dad
13: we were close at first you know we we went to go visit him A bunch and then we moved to North Carolina our mom remarried so we sort of uh, became distant we grew a little distant because we couldn't visit him as much and we weren't really calling him and that was like that must have been like five to six years and then once he got out we started to work on our relationship but you know it was a lot to unpack I mean yeah you know as we got older we started to feel the 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 ramifications of not growing up with a father but more a lot of of anger The ramifications of of growing up with a father went to prison so it's like you know you just have rage you hate the law, you hate the government, you hate all that shit, and you're, you're trying to figure out ways to cope, and uh, it was tough, it was tough. It's, it's still tough sometimes to, 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 to speak with our dad because of so much, we missed out on so much, you know right. what I mean, and you can never forget how much you missed out on. Right. Like yeah. even like to this day I go to the park And I see a dad Like throwing the ball With their son And I tear up a little bit I'm like man It's kind of I wish I had that mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like it's It kind of sucks To know that <laughs> It's sad
1: man See like, I don't know If y'all
9: joking <laughs> <laughs> Why you That was crazy That's no. <laughs> <No. laughs> the way he said it the way I'm it. I'm I'm speaking my emotion Right <laughs> now man <laughs> 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 the way he said
1: it you
13: you
10: My brother the way he said it I can't you, tear, you tear up when you I see I tear it. up
13: when I see father and sons, man. Like, I can't even, like, scroll on Instagram when I see people like saying I'm like, girl, I, it just, it's, it hurts. You want you know to play catch to... now? Go
6: mm-hmm. shut up, man. <laughs> Yo, shut up. Guy's
13: I mean, look, man, you want to go play some catch now. <laughs> you might be able to make up for,
6: you know, this
1: situation. I do have one final question. Yeah. How do y'all maintain your own identity as twins?
13: Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. That's a great... F- question
1: um, we don't, we don't.
13: <laughs> <laughs> no you know what's crazy is that for a while we tried to like establish our own identity right and just like i want to be keith he wants to be kenny we went to law school we were just trying to do our own thing and we just had a breakdown and uh i think we realized like we're just stronger together right um and why do you need a individual identity like why why do we why do we emphasize that so much like why is that such a thing that we place an importance on it I'm, it's supposed I'm, to be normal. Like right. normal, normal is being a singleton and being an individual. And I think that that's why people get so stressed out. It, why is that normal? But everyone's like has a desire to get married. So, there, mm. are, are we to have a desire to have a family? or we have, so there, there's this notion that the individual is supreme, but we, we rush to these group identities so quickly. We have sports teams, we have our family, we have, you know, uh, religion, religion, political any sort of yeah. political party, yeah. political party, we rush to these
10: fraternities, sororities, exactly,
13: exactly, exactly. So, I think we have to readjust how we see what normal is. It's not necessarily about the individual, it's not necessarily about, you know, willing yourself to greatness. It's really a community type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that our, he and I kind of see that and we're like, we, 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 we have a group identity. Right, right, right. And we just so happen to look exactly alike. But right, <laughs> right. so we're a group, but a group nonetheless.
1: Well, I hope y'all win the Oscar, man. Man, I know. think y'all going to give a phenomenal yes. speech. <laughs> I really do. I really think y'all going to give a great speech. And I want to see y'all up there with the military jacket. Oh, my God. The man. military jacket and the At least the pins. You got to have the pins or something.
13: <laughs> I think we'll keep our pins up
2: I keep, I'll keep the free hoodie. Thank you, brothers, for joining us. <laughs> oh, thank thank you, you guys for having us, man. man. It's the Lucas Brothers. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: It's topic time. Call 800 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning,
2: everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, a, a story we reported during our front page news about a pastor in Brooklyn you want to break it down Ye?
10: yeah Bishop Lamar Whitehead he was in the middle of a sermon it was live streaming when three mass gunmen broke in with their guns and stole $400,000 worth of jewelry from him and his wife maybe from some churchgoers too we don't know where all the jewelry came from but he did have on some rings a chain
2: right so when we reported the story earlier today, people were like, well, I mean, why the hell is he wearing $400,000 worth of jewelry in Brooklyn in the middle of recession with all the wolves out and people are starving? Those people are right. Uh, me, myself, you know, yes. It wouldn't be the smart decision to wear four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, but that's his right. He works hard for it. He can wear whatever he want to wear, right? That that's what life is about. And correct. they
1: can rob whoever they want to rob, and they're gonna rob the people well, that they see right. out here, and they're gonna rob the people who they see out here flossing and stunting. The reality is, if you're gonna spend four hundred thousand dollars on uh, uh, jewelry, you should have security, and that goes for any past That goes for anybody who wants to wear those kind of luxury things. Have security. Protecting you That's it Simple as that And um, I feel like You know churches Should have security period We've seen enough Mass shootings happen, happen in churches And places of worship Nowadays That things like that You know Should be prevented By having armed security In the churches anyway If you're gonna spend That kind of money On your cars And that kind of money On your jewelry How about spend On keeping your congregation safe
2: Yeah I, I get what you're saying But I also feel like If that man That pastor works hard He can spend his money
1: On whatever he wants To spend his money you know what I mean? If he wants to, you know, have, who's, who's, a, who's have, a, who's have a diamond
2: that? crown and have, wear a diamond crown, he should be I'm, able to and not worry about getting robbed.
1: No, he, that's not that's not how this works in me. That's how it should work. That's life. I don't care I how it just. You go you going You you going you to do things how they should or how things are. Well. Exactly. I don't want to pay taxes. We should not have to pay taxes cuz black people built this country for I want free. Let's do but it. no. Cuz <laughs> I am not not going to jail. Uh, all right? Makes, I'm not going to have the IRS knocking make, at my door. All right? So my point is, yes, people should be able to wear what they want to wear without being robbed, but that's not the reality of the situation. So if you're going to spend 400,000 on some jewelry, spend 350 on jewelry and 50,000 on security. All right?
10: I mean, of course, I would hope that something like that wouldn't happen. It's like when somebody's driving a nice car and then they blame you for getting carjacked because why were you driving such a nice car? Yes, yeah, yeah. So why? I can't drive a nice car? In this, you know, in this neighborhood. So I get that. And it's a shame that something like this had to happen. Me personally, you know, I live in Brooklyn and I don't even own jewelry worth that much money. And I mostly wear costume jewelry anyway.
1: You know what, Yee? You smart. You, you telling the you giving out the right message this morning.
10: So that's okay. but that's just for me personally, but I would think in church you would hope that would be a safe haven, but unfortunately it's not. And you know I'm sorry that something like this had to happen to him. And like tra- he said, he just, his congregation is traumatized <laughs> from this experience, and I feel like he's gotten a lot of press lately, and the way that they uh, the way that they talk about him in the media, oh the flashy you know that's and right. I think that's why made he made target that's why he was targeted because of how the media has put him out there for things that have happened you know in the past you just so, told
1: Brooklyn look man I know y'all hear me on the radio I know y'all know I got these businesses <laughs> but there ain't nothing over here hey, for y'all to get here. bro all
10: my money is in my businesses like I'm still trying <laughs> that's to right. we, we make
1: some money that's right we yeah. get it yeah. ye. we get it ye. I
10: got on costume jewelry we right now you, ye. yeah, I got be,
1: you I believe it not real yeah. gold earrings that
2: car I drive ain't even a real car it's a fake car too Goodness, it's all plastic
1: These people out here ruthless They robbed Amy from Jeopardy <laughs> They heard about Amy winning All them goddamn prize winnings And they robbed Amy, bro. Not Amy Hello, who's this? Man, this is the priest From Omaha, Nebraska What up, Angela Yee and hey. in the Gandhi, the Envy? Peace the
13: Man, they was wrong For going in there Robbing that Robbing that pastor like that In that church, but my whole thing, that they take $400,000 off, tur- uh, off the pastor, or was that just collectively with the- Jewelry.
2: His- well, we don't know, it, it sounds like he had jewelry, but if you really think about it, let's say the pastor bought himself a nice watch, right? Everybody's wearing a Richard Mill. He might, Maybe he bought a Richard Mill watch. Ooh. That watch <laughs> could be two, 300,000 right there. So it ain't a lot of jewelry, he just got a watch on. And if yeah. his wife got
10: That's one on, and an engagement ring, that's four hundred. Yeah, they took their rings and everything.
2: Man,
1: y'all asking the wrong questions. How much they gonna get for it in the street, man? What, what, what's that? That's the. <laughs> that, that's how much they gonna get in the street.
2: Stop it, man. How much they gonna get? Uh, if it's a Richard meal, wise, let's say probably get about a. Uh, cash by 80, 70. That's but you a know, lick. you're
10: right. It could be their wedding bands, her wedding ring and all of that too. And sometimes people spend money on that stuff. Eight hundred
2: five We're talking about the pastor who got robbed in Brooklyn while he was live streaming. They took it for his, his jewelry. They said $400,000. People are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be wearing that in Brooklyn anyway doing a, a live sermon during the recession. But I feel like He work hard for it. You should wear whatever you want to
1: wear. Man, shut up. No. Yes, you can wear whatever you want to wear, and people can rob whatever they want to rob. The reality of the situation is don't wear nothing you can't protect. And if you can't protect it yourself, you better hire somebody to protect it for you. All right? Breakfast Club, good morning.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.
11: I don't know what
4: that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex.